This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is engagement etiquette. Yes. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. A woman sells her engagement ring on Facebook and we try out the New York Times seven-day love challenge. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener whose engagement plans got overshadowed and another whose crappy ex-fiance is crawling back. But first, Angela, it's so lovely to see your face. Yeah. How are you doing, Laura? We missed you. I'm hanging out. I'm hanging in there. I will live to see another day, I hope. Um, Thank you for covering and, you know, stepping up to the plate. And thank you to Ian for (laughs) taking on my role. Uh, The fans loved it. The fans, I think I was like, you know, you got to get Ian to co-host because I'm, you know, you know, dying in the hospital. And I was and, like, Lori, you don't want to talk about Tinder while you have uh, fluids leaking into your body that are toxic? No. I, uh, I, I was barely, barely surviving there for a hot minute. I was in the hospital for quite a while. Um, and thank you so much for, for taking over the podcast. This is why it's good to have a co-host, people. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, you guys had did a great episode and uh, I'm surprised people haven't like kicked me off the podcast and said, can this just be the Ian and Angela show? No way. No way. There there would be no living with Ian then. <laughs> <laughs> His ego is inflated enough. I'm happy to have you back. Thank you. As my partner. It's, I'm encouraging a spinoff though. Let me tell you though, you, Laura is always a little behind the scenes. Laura is in charge of the sound cues to make <laughs> it look easier than it really is. I try. I try to keep the everything flowing. You do a wonderful job. So how how are you feeling now? Fill in our listeners Ooh. that are unaware where you've been the last two weeks. For those that don't follow me on Instagram and haven't been seeing my stories, I woke up at two in the morning on a Saturday in extreme pain in my stomach and stumbled to Dwayne Reed thinking it was like some stomach, you know, sickness and got some Pepto-Bismol and Alka-Seltzer. It did nothing. I went to urgent care the next day and they said, you know, we think you have uh, appendicitis. I I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going to send you immediately to the emergency room. You have all the signs of appendicitis. Get in a cab. I don't even want you going home. This is can be very dangerous. And I went to the ER and they they just missed it, failed to diagnose me. Um, Which is great. This same thing happened to my cousin, by the way. Really? So if you ever... (laughs) out there listeners this is what this has taught me is if you think you have appendicitis you probably do and don't leave until you are treated yeah they sent me home in like extreme pain i was like please you can't send me home tell me what's wrong with me and they're like no like the scan's totally clear you're fine and uh, i spent the next like four or five days thinking that i was gonna die and in the fetal position crying uh, like I lined up a bunch of doctors thinking like someone out there has to help me. I'm on an episode of house right now. I went to an internist, a gastroenterologist, my general practitioner, an acupuncturist twice. I was just desperate for anyone. They've got to be able to fix me. I feel like I'm dying inside. I could barely function. Could, you know, couldn't really be a mom, take care of my child, had to cancel all work commitments. Um, and I was just in, you know, severe pain and, they did all these tests, you know, nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. And then, and then by luck, I, you know, my, my doctor said, you don't really have the signs of kidney stones, but sometimes they present weird. Let's just do a CT scan without contrast, which is, I don't know, different than the one I had gotten in the hospital and see if you have kidney stones. I had this amazing radiologist who was able to detect it even without the, the contrast. Make a long story short, I did have appendicitis. After all, the first ER was extremely wrong in uh, telling me I didn't have it and and sending me home in extreme pain. Um, and then I just spent like the next, uh, like it had burst at that point, and that can be really dangerous. Yeah, I, that can kill people. Yes, it can kill people. My life was at risk. I spent the night in the ER. Uh, having IV antibiotics, went home for one day, but, but started deteriorating and then was like in the hospital for like another five nights, I think. Um, 
and and then it was still getting worse and I just had a really bad bad infection that had like walled itself off into this two inch pocket behind my like bladder and lower intestines sorry this is like probably way too much information (laughs) needless to say they sent me home with an IV in my arm and uh instead of keeping me at the hospital you know for another like two weeks uh and they had like a nurse come teach me how to give myself IV, IV antibiotics I'm doing this podcast right now uh with an IV in my arm so I'm hoping I make it through and because uh, if I close my eyes, I will fall asleep. Oh my God. <laughs> Still very weak. But um, yeah, that's been my life. It was just appendicitis that should have been like a really simple appendectomy. And instead, it's taken over my life and turned into a lot of, you know, serious complications and kind of made my life spiral out of control. And but, I had to spend like the first nights away from my baby that I've ever spent. That was the hardest part. To yeah, be I feel like that was the hardest part for you. How yeah. How has... How 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 was Rilo? Um, it wasn't easy for him. He would like scream when he would leave the hospital. Oh, no. You know, he knows. He knows <sighs> what's going on. He had separation anxiety when I got back. Yeah, it wasn't easy. But uh, this is a dating podcast, so <laughs> how? So I got to say, it was nice having Nick as my rock going through all of this because he would come, you know, visit me. He he had to put his life on hold too while yeah. while his wife was like sick and her life was at risk. So. It was it wasn't easy, but we made it through. I believe that this stuff is working and I I pray it is. I'm going to find out next week when they do a scan to see if the infection's been going going away. And I I hopefully will live to see another day. I hope so. You're and you're getting your appendix out, right? Yeah, I still got to get my appendix out. So they're going to I got to meet with the surgeon. They're going to discuss like when is the safest option to do that because I guess the reason they didn't do it right away was she said it was like a bomb went off in my stomach and that it was it would cause more damage if they they did it after it burst and with how bad my infection was. Yay. What causes this? Cuz you're like the healthiest person I know. Right? That's what I I was like I was like why is this happening to me? I take my my health so seriously. I do yoga like you eat super clean. Five to six days a week. I'm like, I eat Sakara life, like, <laughs> like, which is like the healthiest stuff you can eat. I'm so healthy. I take my health extremely seriously. I go to acupuncture. I get massages. I get facials. I <laughs> live the wellness lifestyle. I hope that that's what you yelled at the doctor. I get facials. I get fucking facials. <laughs> I can't have appendicitis. I know that's totally unrelated, but still, my point is I take my full body health very seriously. I get facials and manicures. <laughs> this shouldn't be happening this to shouldn't me. shouldn't be happening to me. <laughs> I'm sure he was like, okay, lady, okay. <laughs> Uh, you can go home now. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm glad you're out of the woods. I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, I hope I am. I, I'm feeling like I'm gotta be on the mend. But but yeah, I won't know for sure until next week. I guess um, once they see what's happening inside me. Mm-hmm. But I I pray I'm, I'm I can do this podcast, which means I've got to be on the up and up. Yeah, something to live for, right? All right. The podcast and Rilo. Exactly. The podcast and Rilo, two things to live for. But, you know, enough about about IVs and hospitals (laughs) and craziness. What is going on in your week? Oh, God. I mean, I cannot compare, really, but I I got my my wedding dress. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah, that does compare. That's way more exciting than being in the hospital and almost dying. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad talking about a happy thing. But, but no, yeah. I, I need this. I need to live vicariously through the joy of my friends. So I got it. But I will say like... Is it the one that I saw? Yeah. A picture of? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm like, as a bridesmaid. Yes. I should get to see what the dress is. Pretty much everybody has seen it. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, maybe I should stop showing people. Like, this is like... <laughs> there should be some element of surprise. Ian hasn't seen it. I, I guess that's you, all that matters. If you stop showing at this point, they'll forget by right? the time it's your wedding. Yeah. By like by May, May of 2020, you won't even remember really. No, it they won't like. It'll remember. be a blur. Um, but uh, I got it and no one cried. I didn't cry. My mom didn't cry. My my future mother-in-law was there. She didn't cry. My maid of honor didn't cry. <laughs> you wanted people crying? Well, when you watch enough Say Yes to the Dress, you start to be like, oh, this is the normal way to react. People, people cry. Like, and I went to Kleinfeld's. I tried on dresses at Kleinfeld's where they filmed Say Yes to the Dress and it was like, kind of crappy experience but they have like tissue boxes everywhere and like a girl <laughs> oh my next god to me, dramatic like i feel like people maybe like watch the show and then feel like they're supposed to cry and then they like kind of like squeeze out some tears <laughs> but like it was like 
I even, I like kind of, not that I like tried, but I was like, let me tap into some emotion here. How do I feel? No, no. I mean, my eyes are fully dry. I love (laughs) fashion more than anyone. Yeah. I love myself some fashion, but I, I don't think I've like ever cried over a dress. Right. You were with me when we got my dress, which was technically before I was engaged. Yes. Did did we did we cry together? No. It felt did like, I cry even though I was spending like, you know, a, a lot of G's? That might have been why you cried. No. <laughs> uh, I remember it being like kind of surreal and like exciting, but like, yeah, not, I don't think I'm a happy crier. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you do you ever cry when you're happy? I did when we went on the vacation with, with Nick recently and Rilo to, oh, Greece. to Greece and I looked out over the ocean and I just started bawling and <laughs> Nick looked at me like I was a psychopath because I don't think it's like in him. T- I mean, you and Nick are like the same person. So <laughs> he's like, I am not a happy cryer. What is, why are you did, okay? Did, I, did you have your period at the time? Cause I feel like I'm no. more like if I, if I'm menstruating and I start crying at things that I wouldn't normally cry at, then I'm like, Oh wait, this makes sense. This makes my period. No, I wasn't even it's on my period. Me. I just like looked out over the Aegean see and I was like it's so beautiful well that's lovely I that's the reaction I wanted to my wedding dress and you didn't get it I wanted someone crying and saying it's lovely but you tried it on again yeah I tried it on like the I'm 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 best friends with the lady that owns the the place where I got my dress because I went a lot well, I hope she gave you a discount. Are we giving her a shout out on the podcast or did she not give she you a actually, podcast discount? She gave me a little, it was, it was, she gave me a little something, something. It was called One Bridal. It was right. enough for me to say it was called One Bridal right here in Brooklyn and they're lovely. Great. So for all your wedding needs, if you're ever in Brooklyn, stop by One Bridal. <laughs> and and hey, I haven't paid the second half yet. So maybe she'll give maybe you. Maybe there's still room for more discounts. Tell them Angela Sparrow sent yeah. you, and maybe she'll give us a bigger discount. Use code single at checkout? <laughs> Question mark. I don't think that works, but <laughs> you could try. All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick sponsor break, and then we're jumping into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Brewmate. Whatever your taste in beer, wine, or spirits is, Brewmate makes sure every sip is the perfect temperature. You know, I had never heard of Brewmate until they became a sponsor, and it's such a cool idea, especially in the summer when you want a picnic. Who wants, like, a hot glass of rosé? Not me. Yep, and also when you go to the beach and you're not, like, technically supposed to be drinking alcohol, it kind of helps. Okay, so Angela's promoting some illegal (laughs) stuff that I don't know. I But, like, it's, like, you know, in New York, it's sort of, like... Yeah, the laws are wishy Everybody does it. But, like, if you you put stuff in your Brewmate wine salator... Who's to say that it's wine? Who's to say? It's just I, a cold beverage. A cold beverage. And they look really beautiful. I got this marble-like Carrera finish. And like I love displaying it in my house because it's really cute. And then I also got these like cute little cups and it keeps everything cold. I just put the rosé in there. And then you're good to go. And it just makes picnics a lot fancier. Yes. A lot more delish. Yeah. The, the uncorked cups are great they keep your bev cold because I, I I talk I tell a story and then my drink gets warm it's, it's great to just sit in that that cup yeah looking all fancy don't settle for warm alcohol chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with brewmate visit brewmate.com and add code single to get 15% off your first order that's 15% off your first order when you go to brewmate.com b-r-u-m-a-t-e.com and add code single We would like to thank our sponsor, BioClarity. BioClarity is a clean and green skincare brand that has products that just work. Their routines were made to keep your skin looking young, healthy, and fresh using only natural and gentle ingredients. I love BioClarity so much that I send a lot of my extra BioClarity products to my little brother who really cares about like face stuff and we really bond over talking about that. I don't know. He cares about his face. We've got a very similar face. He's my brother. I love a man that loves skincare. Yeah. He called me. He goes, Laura. Thank you so much for that package. It was like really cool stuff. I was like, you're welcome. I'm a cool older sis. Oh, that's so nice. So BioClarity has two routines that can fit any skincare needs. They have the clear skin routine, which is for combination oily or breakout prone skin. And then there's the essentials routine, and that's for normal or dry skin. Both routines consist of a three-step regimen that helps improve the look and feel of your skin and is packed full of detoxifying nutrients. The routines also include a super special ingredient found only in BioClarity, and that's Floralux, which is made from the chlorophyll from plants. 
Very cool. Get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. And right now our listeners will save 40% off skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal. But you need to enter our code SINGLE at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and get 40% off skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when you use code SINGLE at checkout. Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Well, I was reading my favorite publication, Times Union Albany. What are you doing on that (laughs) website? I don't know. You know, sometimes things go viral and you wind up in dark corners of the internet you wouldn't normally be on. What did you read about? Well, Christy Gustafsson Bartlett wrote about uh, how this local woman sold her engagement ring in a funny Facebook Marketplace post Tell me what the post said. So I never go on Facebook Marketplace. I never think that there's anything that good going on there, but apparently people are selling jewelry. Um, So there was this post on Facebook's Marketplace recently that went viral. Uh, Adriana Jameson posted that uh, she tried to sell her engagement ring. The post said, feel like you should propose to your baby mama, but aren't sure you're ready for commitment. You want to do things the quote right way, but afraid she's going to realize you're never going to grow up and end up calling it off. Well, then do I have the ring for you? This particular ring has been there, done that, though it has experience in failed engagement. It is said that through experience, we grow wiser. Originally purchased at K Jewelers for over $1,000, you can make the same mistake for just $200 <laughs> or your best offer. The ring is 10K white gold, a size 10, but can be resized at K Jewelers. I also have the original receipt. Who knows? Maybe you'll have better luck and still play it safe with your paycheck. Oh my God. I love her. That's the best post ever. This is very smart. I, I- love that she like told the story behind it. She's like, I love it. She's like, I've been there. I've been there. I've done that. Felt like you should propose to your baby mama, but you're not ready for a commitment. Well, this ring has been through that and some more. She's also a great sales lady because she spins it to a positive thing. She's yeah. like, with experience, you grow wiser. Exactly. So what happened? Um, like, so what happened with her story and like the and like the dad? So the background is that um, she was engaged to her first child's father several years ago, and things didn't work out because of maturity issues. And she called the whole thing off. And then three years later, she's married to somebody else, and she's ready to ditch this ring, which her fiancé said was hers to keep or now sell. So did the ring sell? It did. Of course it did because it's an amazing post. Um, People, I guess, are not superstitious or whoever this person was because I feel like I I wouldn't want the bad juju. No, me neither. I'd want the new. Even though like, you know, diamonds are what, I don't know, thousands of years old some maybe right right like it's been through a lot a lot it's seen a lot of history diamonds and yet and yet and yet it's still the idea behind right particular ring yeah yeah i know so but like i also really respect like why should it just sit she's not gonna wear it why should it just sit in her in her jewelry box and and not turn a little profit okay i just did a little research diamonds are they're not thousands of years old angela (laughs) most natural diamonds are between 1 billion and 3.5 billion years old. So they've seen a lot of shit, Angela. Diamonds have seen a lot. So if you're worried about juju, who knows what kind of juju your billion-year-old diamond But there's no shit like uh, failed human interactions. Yeah. Um, but she sold it. She sold it, I assume, for she was asking for 200, but she said she was willing to negotiate. So it might have been for even less. But um, and she also then had to post another update where she said um, failed engagement was three years ago. I'm now happily married. So please stop inboxing me to see if I'm single unless you're trying to give me money. I'm not interested. Oh, my God. I love I love this. People are like, oh, some failed baby mama drama. Let me get in there. Let me get like want to go on a date. Like who's searching for who's searching for dates in like the Facebook marketplace ring section? Uh, I mean, maybe they were like, I respect your entrepreneurial spirit yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm into that romantically. I, I, I can see that. But um, I'm, I'm happy to hear that she's happily remarried and everything went well. She sold the ring. All is good. Yeah. She didn't need anybody sliding into her Facebook DMs, the scariest DMs on all the internet. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So if, if you have 
I would recommend telling any jewelry from an ex that you don't feel sentimental about. Like get get the bang for the other person's buck. For sure. Uh, what are you reading about? So I was reading the New York Times. This is an article by Tara Parker Pope called mm-hmm. For a Better Relationship, Try the Seven-Day Love Challenge. You get a week's worth of simple science-based steps that you can take to help foster a deeper connection to your partner. And I sent this to you, Angela. Yes. I said, hey, will you do the seven-day love challenge with Ian? And I'll do the seven-day love challenge with Nick. We do like a little thing for five minutes once a day for seven days straight. And let's see how it goes. Did you do your homework? Uh, so I have to be honest. What? We got to day three and then things kind of petered out. Oh my God. You but you know what was cool? sucky suck. What we wound up finding was like. They, it gets better and better. I can't believe. You've had like two months to do your homework. I know. But, oh but my what, God. you know what was kind of nice? We realized like, like we would. Um, you realize you're not we would read, being No, we would read do. the challenge and then we'd be like, oh my God, we did that today without even knowing that that was the challenge. Uh-huh. We're just so in love. We're just so good <laughs> at loving each other. Oh my God. We're okay. really good at love. So Nick and I kind of had a similar experience to TBH, <laughs> okay. but we did do the seven days, but you would think we'd be able to find just five minutes with each other, quiet time, like, you know, for seven days straight. Five minutes is like not that crazy to but, ask for but, but that like, was the life problem gets though in the way like sometimes like nick would come home really late at night and i'd already be asleep the mornings are crazy especially with the baby i they said you could like text the answers but i didn't want to do that i was like we have to be able to do this in person right so we it took us like two weeks to do the seven day love <laughs> challenge we did do it but there was like a couple nights where we just like weren't together at night um and though that was enlightening in itself but i thought these were fantastic it really did bring us closer like there was one challenge that kind of got us in like a little like tiff, but, and then there Ooh, were uh, yeah, and then there actually us too. But it, it was kind of good. It, it led to like a good conversation. Yeah, it and it was like we should do this more. It did lead to a good conversation, and then there were ones that like had us crying and like hugging each other. So I thought I would tell you guys what these challenges are. So day one was called keeping score. The first challenge. Uh, this is what it said. The first challenge is going to focus on being nice to each other. Keep track of the big and little things both of you do or say that make you feel loved and connected to each other, including things as small as compliments or a kiss goodbye and more grand gestures like flowers, cooking, and cleaning. So re and then they had the science to back it up. I guess researchers have spent years studying videotapes of couples discussing conflicts, laughter, smiling, touching, and compliments count as positive gestures. And successful couples showed at least five times more positive interactions than negative ones. So how did that go with you guys? Just listing the the nice things you do. It was interesting. I feel like um, listing the things that I do, I kind of felt like um, I know that the way that I express like affection is not necessarily the way that Ian receives it. So I was interested to see the difference See, you answers. did this different. You didn't really follow. I think you listed well, you listed the nice things that you do no, and so that I he did does. Both. Yeah, I did a list. But of, you weren't supposed to do. You were. Just, I know. You I were, tweaked it. You were just supposed to do like the nice things you think your your partner does. Not not not. You're not supposed to pat yourself on the back. No, but like I wanted to see if there is a because like sometimes like you think it's like a love language thing. It's like you yeah. think you're doing something to like yeah show affection, but they don't. Their they love don't language care. is different, and they're not like even realizing that what you do is that, makes like sense. that kind of thing. So maybe that was that was why I was like, oh, this will be interesting. That that's cool just to like note it and not yeah, and just and discuss it with each other. I bet was interesting to be like, I asked if you wanted breakfast because, you know, cooking for you is right. something. And then he's like, yeah, but I didn't want breakfast. And you're like, yeah, but that was me right. showing you. Like you. like that's just like, you know, what you do. That's not like a nice thing. Uh, right. That's just like a everyday thing. You're like, no, that's me being nice every day. Right. So, yeah, I mean, some of, do you want to know, like, some of our answers, I Sure, guess? yeah. So, like, stuff that he said that I do is he said, uh, when I pick an activity that I know he'll like or a restaurant that I think he'll love or uh, when I send him dark or funny things that are weirdly specific to his worldview. Uh, and I said something simple. I said, like, you know, when I send you funny pictures and news articles – I didn't get that specific about like his dark world view, but I, I like that he like kind of takes when I send those things, he, he, he appreciates they them. mean a lot to him. Yeah. Clearly. Um, and what did I say? What, what are things that he does? 
Uh, I said things that he does. He unexpectedly checks in via text during the day, um, which is something I wish he did more. So I was kind of trying to be like, I like when you do that, do that more. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Positive reinforcement. Yes. Um, Or when he makes plans uh, to go out or even stay home together, just like the act of making plans, which Mm. Ian is not good at. I like that. I like that you were using this as an opportunity to be like, do more of this. Well, more positive reinforcement. Yeah. You know, be like sometimes you do this, do it more often. Yeah. Uh, for me, I put like Nick, um, he always cuddles me in bed when I reach over. Like he's very, oh. like receives. Talk to me. I guess I was having a bad day because I wrote, <laughs> asked what I needed when I was crying and gave me a hug. Stayed so I could go to my doctor appointment. Talk to me when I was upset before I left. <laughs> this was all i guess during your medical trauma i i don't think it was though i must have what was uh, i'm trying to think what what other doctor would i have been going no this must have been during my medical drama (laughs) yeah it definitely oh yeah it was yes it very much was actually (laughs) it very much was it was in the center of it it's an interesting time to do this challenge i know i looked at the date i was like yep this is it uh (laughs) took rilo on a walk Told me I look pretty so that I could, like, have time to myself. Told me I look pretty when I felt yucky. (laughs) Yeah, I was having a rough day. All right. Number two is lending a hand. Today, find as many opportunities as you can to hold hands. Sitting at the breakfast table, heading out the door, watching television. Then spend a few minutes together talking about something in your life that causes you stress and anxiety. Uh, while you're doing it, like hold hold your partner's hand. So we did this. We each talked about something that causes us anxiety and like held each other's hands. And the science behind this is that uh, neuroscience at the University of Virginia had recruited 16 women they felt had supportive marriages. And then they electrically, they did a mild electric <laughs> shock while the woman was alone, holding a stranger's hand and holding her husband's hand. And, you know, this shouldn't be shocking to you, pun intended, but holding her husband's hand during during the electric shock resulted in a calming of the brain regions associated with pain similar to the effects of a pain-relieving drug. So actually, I used this challenge to my advantage when I was at the hospital Aww. because I they couldn't find like veins and they were trying to poke me a bunch to try to like get the IVs in my arms and I was crying and it was hurting and I was in just so much pain and they had to bring on the vascular team to do like an ultrasound on my arm to find my veins. Mm. It was horrible. And so I was like, oh my, so I was like, Nick, you have to hold my hand because when women get electric shocked, <laughs> if they hold their husband's hand, it's better. <laughs> so dropping science knowledge, even in, in the midst of all that. Exactly. I always joke that Ian is like my therapy dog. Yeah. 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 So I even, yeah, I, I've, I've known this, like, even if I just put my hand on him, like I, I do you calm feel down. It helps. Number day three was was really fun. Uh, They say we know that reading out loud to children helps promote literacy and adults who read out loud are more likely to remember the material, but reading out loud can also enrich your relationship. So they wanted uh, us to find like an excerpt from a book, a magazine or children's book or a poem and find a moment to read the selections to each other. They didn't really have a lot of science behind this, but they Mm -hmm. said they, they know that there's a lot of benefits when couples spend time together. And we, I love this one. Nick picked a poem out and, and read, we each read each other poems. And this poem that he read is one that I guess just like he, he it like had a big, strong connection. And he started crying when he was reading oh the God. poem. I've never seen him. This is like a guy that doesn't cry. He's reading me this poem and he was crying and that, and then like talked to me about how much it meant to him and like uh, the art that he does and, and I, yeah, it was just a really beautiful moment. That's lovely. What did you guys read? And I know, oh, and I read, um, yeah, I read him a poem. Um, he, oh, what did, let me see. He sent me when we were first dating a poem called Having a Coke with You by Frank O'Hara. Oh, yeah. So I just chose like another Frank O'Hara poem to nice. read to him. Yeah. This one was, Ian loved this one. Ian was like, I want to read to each other all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this was another one that we had accidentally done before realizing it was the challenge because I came, I was reading, uh, the. I don't know if you've heard about The Crane Wife, which is like this new viral essay that was written by a woman who's who broke up with her fiance and then went on like this expedition to like observe cranes oh uh, but i was reading it on the subway and it was so good i came home and i was like not looking up for my phone and ian was like uh hi and i was like i'm gonna read this to you i'm gonna read to you what i'm what i'm reading right now 
So I read it to him while he cooked. And then Perfect. later after we realized that that was the challenge, I was like, okay, now you do something. So <laughs> he, he read me, Ian loves Kurt Vonnegut. So he read me some Kurt Vonnegut quotes oh, and they were, they were good. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you the other days. That was day three. I'll tell <laughs> yeah, you that, was, that was where we fell off, but we That's ended okay. on a high note. <laughs> you did end on a high note. So day four it was a big challenge for us. It's called acceptance therapy. So you have to... The today's challenge was all about accepting something your partner does that drives you crazy. So they said, find time to talk to your partner, write down one or two annoyances that create occasional conflict in your relationship. Often these are small conflicts. Uh, share the list with each other, talk about them, and refrain from starting an argument. Actually, I don't know if this is the one that we had tough time with. This one was actually okay. The one we had tough time was holding our hands. Mm. and talking about something because we were talking about things that like stress us out and right. it was kind of like a big dark like deeper discussion and then things were just tense and I was like squeezing his hand um this one was actually okay so yeah we just talked about I forget I forget what I put that annoyed me about him but I tried to do like the like I tried to do it like interview style where you're like you know you do it's like about acceptance therapy so they they said to like try to find how these things that an- annoy you like maybe are like a positive so I would be like you know sometimes you you know you can't multitask as well as like I can but but also like you're so much more focused than than I am mm-hmm. and get things done so yeah um all right day five was the perfect day so you basically like describe your perfect day and then try to try to do the day my day was like oh. too intense I was like it starts off where you take me to a jewelry shop and <laughs> you tell me I can pick out anything I want then you have a surprise picnic well we kind of remember we <laughs> talked about this on the episode where we had Nick and Ian on that's right and Nick and I were very aligned on our perfect day that's and you and Ian right. were aligned I forgot about that <laughs> We were in line. I like, I had a lot. I wanted like a lot of adventure. So I, yeah, I you want like an episode of The Bachelorette. Exactly. And I was like, Nick's like, I don't know how we can do all those. I was like, then we meet a group of our friends at a bar and we get some drinks. Then maybe we go to like an art gallery. Then <laughs> Nick's like, I, those are like, that's like a month's worth of activities. <laughs> when do we nap? One day. <laughs> um, so, anyways, that was the perfect day. Um, then day number six was hands-on hearts. So you have to find a few. Okay. Have a one-minute timer ready, but don't start yet. Stand face-to-face. You place your right hand on each other's chest just over your heart. And then you basically like stare at each other for a minute with your hands on your heart looking into each other's eyes. And this is from the the um, the questions to fall in love mm-hmm. that we talk about on this podcast a lot. The right, what what is it called? The the questions. Um, yeah, remember it's it's like also the New York Times. It's like I don't know. Yeah, I think one hundred and sixty eight questions to fall in love or mm-hmm. something like that. I'm butchering the number, but anyways, that's one of the things that they do in in these like questions to fall in love. So we did so that. So you're just silent. You don't you're say anything. Just silent. You don't say anything. You just put your hand on each other's hearts and you just stare at each other. And I thought that one was really beautiful. Oh, I feel like Ian and I would struggle with that one. But that's good. It's a challenge. We'll we'll do it and we'll talk about it another time. Uh, that was actually one thing. That 36, not 168 questions. The 36 questions that lead to love by the New York Times. This I is, did think it was more than that, to yeah, be fair. Yeah. 30, 36 questions to fall in love. And this was like one of the things you have to do in the 36 questions to fall in love. So they just kind of like took that out of there. Um, but they do say like, don't giggle, don't speak. I think you guys would have yeah, trouble we, with that we one. Yeah, we definitely struggle. And then day seven was gratitude. So showing gratitude on a daily basis is common meditation practice proven to boost happiness. Uh, for the final challenge, they had us write down three things about the partner for which you feel grateful and then read them to each other. And this had us both kind of tearing up and crying. And oh. and I asked him to like, can you, can you like type that out for me so that I can read it when I'm feeling sad? But I loved it. I want to like continue to do things like this. I found it really great. So if you're in a relationship and you listen to our podcast, try the seven day love challenge by the New York Times. Just Google it. And if you're not in a relationship, check out the 36 questions to fall in love by the New York times. Cause that's something that we also are big fans of on the podcast. Yeah. And apparently it works. Yeah. All right. It is now time for us to jump into our mailbox, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. 
We would like to thank our sponsor, FabFitFun. The fall box is the perfect way to treat yourself or others and keep cool with their carefully curated box of products. As you transition from summer vibes to cozy fall sweaters, they are going to do the shopping for you. Angela, it was so fun when we got our FabFitFun boxes. Yes. Oh my God. We got stuff that I'm still using. I got a hair mask. Um, I got some cleanser for my face. I got cozy socks. Everyone loves cozy socks. Yeah. Honestly, I think FabFitFun is a great gift to give for if you don't know what to get someone. Because it's everybody's favorite things. I'm like, oh my God, FabFitFun really knows me. They gave me all my favorite things. And then Angela's like, oh my God, they really know me. I got all my favorite things. And we're texting each other and we're like, they just like know no women. It's true because we, it's like we have different personalities. We sort of like different things, but we both liked the FabFitFun box. So they, they really tapped in to the, what, what women want. What women want. Just like that movie. movie. Just like that movie. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. Use the coupon code THISISWHY for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Use coupon code THISISWHY for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. And check them out. It's really fun stuff. And it's like Christmas, you know, every time you get a box. Yeah. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox to answer this week? Okay. First up, we have a question from an anonymous listener and they write, Hi, Laura and Angela. My boyfriend and I have been dating four years, recently bought my engagement ring, are getting engaged by the end of this year and uh, have been discussing plans to get married in October 2020. While visiting my boyfriend's aunt and uncle this weekend, his aunt dropped a bombshell. Her daughter's boyfriend is planning to propose in two weeks, and she's been openly discussing her plans to get married in October 2020. I don't feel like I can say anything because we're not engaged yet, and nobody outside of my boyfriend, myself, and a few close friends know about the ring and engagement plans. However, if I wait until we're engaged to announce I'd like to get married next October, it'll look like I'm copying her and causing unnecessary drama. Please help. I feel crushed and kind of crazy being upset about this, especially since most of this is still hypothetical. For context, my boyfriend is an only child. He only has two cousins. The cousin in question I've only met once and has been with her boyfriend two years. We live in a different state than her and the aunt slash uncle. Help, help, help. Okay. This is like a tough one because it is a lot hypothetical. The thing... You really can't – you don't have a reason to be mad because she has no idea you guys are planning to get engaged and obviously would have no idea about your hypothetical wedding date. And honestly, until you send out that save the date, you kind of can't claim that wedding date. Yeah. And especially if you're not engaged yet. Like, like you might just have to get married at a different time than October. And, you know, it's not the end of the world. I had uh, – Nick had two cousins that got married like one month apart. Uh, I have family wedding that was, one was in June, the other one was in August. So that's like, like two months apart. So you might just have to get married in September, you know, maybe early November, early November. But also like you could get married. I mean, two weddings in one month for, for one family can be a lot, but it's not like totally unheard of. Like you could schedule, like once you know the exact date of her wedding, just make it for a different date in October. And who gives a shit if this random ass aunt thinks you're copying? Like, who cares? None of your friends know this aunt. I mean, there's, and what is copy? We're all adults, like copying. copying like co- yeah. uh, October is, you know, everybody wants like a fall wedding. It's, it's like a popular thing. You just said you like don't really know them that well. So why would you be copying them? Like, yeah. And if you are worried that they're going to be pissed that like maybe some family can only come to, you know, your wedding and not theirs or whatever, I would just call them up after after you get engaged, after everything's set. And and after you've actually looked at wedding venues, you know, found out what, you know, find out if they even have the date that you want in October. And then and then, you know, once everybody actually is engaged and somebody actually has a date on the books, then you can call and be like, hey, so I see you guys are getting married like October 4th. I'm looking at, you know, I'm so excited. So how exciting is it that we like have two weddings in the family? Um, we were also looking at an October date. I just want to make sure it's like a different weekend from yours. So we're looking at the end of October. Um, you know, hope that's okay with you. 
I mean, you don't yeah. even actually have to ask for their permission. Though. I mean, honestly, so like my um, future sister-in-law, her best friend got engaged right around the same time that I got engaged and her wedding is also going to be in May. And so knowing that Jesse would be a part of my wedding and her wedding, uh, I've just been sure to like really communicate with Jesse so that she can then communicate with a friend like this is my wedding date as soon as I had it and this is my shower date so that we don't overlap and like these are the dates I'm thinking for my bachelorette because we're going to wind up doing all these things within the same month but as long as like we're communicating and not like stepping on each other's toes it's like all right well I know that that date is booked for you you booked it first so I can't have that date I'm gonna book around it. Exactly. If it's important to me that this person is there. And there's a reason they call certain times of the year wedding season. So yeah. there's certain time. Nobody would think anyone's copying if they are if they have like a wedding in June or a wedding in May because like everyone has weddings around then. And like a fall wedding, it's like, you know, is also just, you know, wonderful and nice. So you no, don't worry about copying. Yeah. Everyone has weddings in the, the you know, similar months. I have Angela's wedding. Thank God she's having it on a Friday <laughs> because uh, my other friend Olivia is having her wedding on a Saturday. So I'm going to have like a wedding back to back. I mean, you're sucking it up and they're in different states, right? Uh, they are in different states. And I obviously would have gone to, I would go, you know, Angela, I'm a bridesmaid in yours. So. <laughs> so I went. <laughs> so he <laughs> would win. But I, um, my point is, it's like it, people that know each other have weddings that are close to each other and it's not that big of a deal. So don't don't no. let it get upset or don't let it upset you. And in the meantime, just like send out that save the date first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, get, get engaged and get crack it, I guess. Yeah. You also might find that once you get the wedding planning ball rolling, like plans kind of change. Like I thought for sure I would have a fall wedding. I would have loved to have had a fall wedding, but it just didn't time out correctly. So I'm getting married in May and like, you know what? Who cares? Like. May is a great time. Yeah. I would rather have the time, the proper amount of time to plan. Yeah. That was my thing. I was married in May. Angela's getting married on my parents' wedding anniversary. It's a great time. So it's a good sign. <laughs> um, all right. What else we got in the mailbox? Okay. Um, another anonymous listener and they write, my fiance and I have been over for, oh, sorry, have been over for a little over two months. Now he wants me back, but he is the one that ended it. He was really mean to me when he was drunk and said mean things about my family. I'm not sure if I should even be talking to him and hanging out with him. I don't think we can ever get back together. I'm a little lost. I had my future planned and now it's gone. He is trying and bragging about what he has been doing or seems more conceited. I was going to let him know I think we should go our separate ways. Not sure. I don't trust him anymore. Please help. This is an example where somebody is like, oh, I can't decide what to do. And they write us an email asking for advice, answering all of their yes. own questions in the email. You answered all your questions. I literally could just read your email back to you, which is what Angela just did. And yeah. all your questions are answered. You said, I'm not sure I should even be talking or hanging out with him. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. I don't think we can ever get back together. You're right. I don't think so either. Uh, but then you say you're lost. Why are you lost? You just said <laughs> you never want to get back together with him. Uh, he Now he's even worse. He's more conceited. Uh, I was going to let him know that we should go our separate ways, but I'm not sure. Nope, you should... You know, you should do that. I don't trust him anymore is your final sentence before please help. You just said you don't trust him anymore. He's conceited. He's bragging, trying to seem all cool. He talked shit about your family. Like, you just need, this is just such a good example of sometimes you just need to write stuff out and the answers are in front of you. And this would be like a good exercise to anybody that's having an issue. Just write out what you think and then and then read it back to you and see yeah. if the answers are hidden within the text. <laughs> I agree. I think the reason you're feeling lost is because in your mind, you like you said, you had your future all planned out. You were going to get married. You were going to like check that box. So you're like, oh, if I just like get back together with him, like then it's kind of like easy and I fit this like ideal that I created for myself. So you, that's why you're lost because you're like attached to that idea. But like you know deep down that he is not the right person for you. Yeah. So you just got to like let go of the, the dream that you had for the future and like create a new dream with a worthy person. I actually, the, I was talking about the crane wife earlier, which was the thing that I read to Ian and I would recommend Googling that and reading it. Um, I would like to talk about it on a future podcast probably, but it was, it's this essay, like I said, about a girl who had her engagement called off and she talks about how she got really used to um, 
like feeling bad about having needs basically and like being like oh you know I don't need that I like I don't need my fiance to be nice to me and my family I don't need my fiance to not be conceited like what you're saying um and then she realized like no it's okay to like need those things like I'm not being high maintenance by wanting to be treated well not at all um so yeah I would cut things off with him and tell him that you're done so hope that's helpful if any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share email us at contact at this is why you're single show.com please be concise you can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why you're single show.com now let's dive in to our reason of the week this week's reason is engagement etiquette. Yep. Our first question inspired this week's theme. So let's talk about engagement etiquette. Angela, I'm going to pose some questions to you. We'll both talk about them mm, or okay. answer, answer them quickly, kind of like a rapid fire. Sure. Who can post first when it – who posted first and who, you know, do you think should be able to post first that you're engaged? You mean between the, the you woman You or Ian. And, oh, uh, yeah. Ian posted first because I put more thought into my captions. But you didn't discuss it. <laughs> no, we we did. We kind of did. We were like next to each other and he showed me and I was like, yeah, that's 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 funny. That's funny. You post it first. <laughs> yeah. When can family tell other people or do you want to be the one to tell? Um, I, like, like I had this issue, I guess, actually more with friends. Like I would be like, oh my God, you know, Brittany, I'm engaged. And then like I was trying to call my best friends, you know, like individually to, mm-hmm. to let them know. And just, you know, I thought that's ni- a nice thing to do. I don't want them like finding out on, you know, Instagram or Facebook. So before I post it, I want to tell certain friends. But then you have that one friend that loves to be like the one to share all the news, even though it's your news to share. Right. That then like sends out a blast like, oh my God, Laura's engaged. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> bitch, I want to tell people. And like, I don't want people feeling like they weren't important to me. Right. And that I told Brittany first and, and now... And and that like, you know, she's the one that had to share it because, you know, or Brittany was more important. That's why I called her first, you know, when sometimes it's just arbitrary who you call first. The only people that I cared to tell first, I made sure to text that night, like right away. Um, and then like otherwise, I didn't really care. I, I mean, I, I basically posted on social media was like the, the catch all for everybody else. Yeah. I tried to make sure I waited to post on Instagram until – until after I had told like important people. Cause I didn't want like close family to find out on social media. Right. It would just feel, it would feel kind of rude to me. Yeah. Um, when, how soon is it cool to get proposed to after a best friend has? Ooh. Huh. I do feel like me and all my friends kind of had like just naturally spaced out engagements. Uh, I guess I could see if somebody got engaged like two weeks later after I did, I would probably be a little bit like, you're stealing my thunder. Yeah. (laughs) Unless it's around like Valentine's Day or Christmas or they happen to be on like a big, big vacation. I would say like hopefully your BFFs, like fiance, just has like a little wherewithal to be like, I should maybe like space it out a little bit. But if like if a bunch of people get proposed to in the same group on like Valentine's Day, like whatever, that's going to happen because it's like one of those – times a year and really if it's any time of year like you can't base what you're gonna do with your life on like other people's lives or feelings like this sort of thing like you should just do it mm-hmm. right yeah like eh. just do it yeah just do it just do it it's it's so it's hard not a to bad like bad thing no it's a good thing and then yeah it can be fun to plan together and go gro- and go dress shopping together. Right. Like stuff. I think it's understandable if your feelings get like a little hurt, but you also know that you're kind of in the wrong and the other person is free to like do whatever they want to do and you should it, just be happy for them getting engaged. Especially if the two fiancés don't even really know each other. Right. And, and I think like, that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. Like they're like, I didn't even know your friend like just got engaged mm-hmm. or I forgot or I wasn't thinking about them. Yeah. Um, what about when it comes to like asking bridesmaids? For example... I had one of my best friends, she posted an Instagram of like, um, asking all my bride, like, oh my God, like so happy all my bridesmaids, you know, said yes. And I saw that and like instantly my heart dropped and I was like, oh my God, I'm not a bridesmaid. (laughs) And, but what really happened was she asked all of her local bridesmaids because she was in California Mm. and she asked all of her local bridesmaids and did a post about it. Instead, what she like, what maybe should have done is like ask her local bridesmaids and ask me 
then do a post. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I just assumed she had asked all of the bridesmaids. I immediately, like the immediate stress I felt about like the etiquette of asking bridesmaids and when to ask was like almost uh, overshadowing the engagement itself because I was like, oh, when do I do it? Like, do I do it all at once? Like, I want everybody to just like not feel bad. Like, I don't know. I like I couldn't navigating that was like hard for me. Yeah, it was hard for me too because I Nick always jokes that I have so many best friends and I did have <laughs> like a pit, pretty big crew up there supporting me. But then it was like it's always awkward when it's got like you've got like your two best friends and then someone that's like kind of your like close friend but they live together and <laughs> and then and then like everyone's in like the same group and there was definitely like probably like four friends that I didn't ask to be bridesmaids. Whereas like if I could do it again, I would have just had like 14 bridesmaids <laughs> and just like, I would have asked, like I would just, I would have just like asked them to be my bridesmaid because they're like still in my life and like still right. super close. But I have like so many BFFs from different aspects of my life that, yeah, it was just, it was really hard, but there's probably like four or five girls that I'm like, I wish I would have just asked them because I want them to feel that, you know, and they, right. and I invited them like on the um, bachelorette party and, yeah, I just like wish that they had all been bridesmaids, but whatever. You can't can't ask everyone, I guess. It's true. I mean, like, yeah, you 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 really like fourteen can be a little crazy. Fourteen <laughs> would have been a little nuts, yeah. But now they're getting married, and I'm not a bridesmaid. I'm like, I bet if I had asked them, they would have asked me. <laughs> I think. Do you think that if you were in someone's bridal party, though, you automatically deserve to be in their bridal party? You know what I mean? Um, I think like. It depends where the friendship is at. Like, yeah. Like, I have a couple friends that were bridesmaids in my wedding, and we've totally grown apart. And if they mm-hmm. got engaged, I wouldn't even know the fiance. And if they got married, I would be like shocked if I was even like invited to the wedding, to be honest, you know? And like, we've just totally grown apart. And I wouldn't be offended at all if I wasn't a bridesmaid. I think it kind of depends where the, where the friendship is and like how long after it, so it goes. Awkward. But yeah, if you are like, if you are like, still pretty close I think it's kind of weird to not to not ask yeah did you feel obligated to ask me no (laughs) no but like my mom I know my mom knows uh her friend's daughter like had a huge bridal party because she felt it was necessary to ask every person that had had her in a in a wedding yeah I I don't I don't if she still talks to all those people like yeah that's kind of it's kind of awkward it's like it's like it's kind of like saying like I feel closer to you or you feel closer to me than I feel to you right it's kind of like saying that so I've had friends what they do is they just don't do like any bridal party because they're like yes and that's or they'll just have like their siblings only they'll just have their siblings I think that's like the smart way to do it to not hurt anybody's feelings I just didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings you know I know and you want people there like happy and excited and not feeling like hurt her or like I, I'm kind of a friend but not that close of a friend right you know and I did ask one friend late like like mm-hmm. and I and I still like feel really bad that she thinks she was like b-list or something but oh, she's, does she think that she's so nice and she's not I don't even know why I, I didn't ask at first I just like yeah and then I and then I asked her late and I still feel like really bad that I should have just asked her and, and my four other friends I still like wish were had been bridesmaids but yeah it's awkward yeah. any other etiquette that has been stressing you out engagement etiquette hmm I mean actually like what we talked about earlier is like uh knowing that somebody else is getting married around the same time as me and we have overlap in invitees so having to like communicate can be stressful yeah it sounds like you're handling it really well but yeah like I'm dealing with somebody else who's like really nice and considerate. So that's been helpful. That always is. That's always helpful when you but have an evolved human being. I actually just recently found out that some like kind of fringe friend from college is getting married the night before my wedding. So on Thursday? On a Thursday. On a Thursday. Which is fucking crazy. So that I'm like, come on. Crazy. Nobody's going to go to that wedding. But apparently they're considering going. So now I'm like, I got to get my save the dates out yesterday yeah you do i need to lock people in why don't you just send out like a quick paperless post save the date and then send out the cute ones that's a lot i mean i'm or, like or just this text. close to getting my why don't paper you just ones text together people. just be like hey I'm well saying- i did i i well i have no chill so i texted the two people that would potentially be going to the other wedding and i said don't fucking go to that wedding <laughs> On that note <laughs> it is time for our reason of the week break down I love that you texted that. This is why you're my best friend. They were like, but we might have to make a speech at that wedding. I was like, I'll let you make a speech at my wedding. (laughs) 
my God, you're crazy. <laughs> it was so funny. Okay, engagements can be beautiful, complicated, cheesy. Wait, did they did they say yes? <laughs> uh, they're still on. Well, I mean, they they're still on the fence after that. Well, because threat. they really might have to like be part of the bridal party for the other wedding. So, whatever. Oh my God. Engage- I know deep down, I know that they want to come to my wedding. So that really, that helps. It's in a different state. That's why they can't do both. Yeah. Oh, that bitch. I know. All right. Engagements can be beautiful, complicated, cheesy. And of course, they are part of the patriarchy. But guess what? We both got engaged. We got the rings. We did the whole shebang, even though, you know, we know we're just pandering to what society's told us to do. Guess what I blame? I blame those cheesy love quotes that got in our head. Yes. Do you blame those too? Yes, social media cheesy love quotes. Yes. Always like misattributed to Marilyn Monroe or something. Exactly. I'm going to read Angela some cheesy quotes I found on Google Images to see if she can complete them. If she can, it will prove that she is a sucker and (laughs) we are a sucker and she's going to prove that it got in our head. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Our journey isn't perfect, but it's ours and I'll stick with you forever. Till the end. Okay. All like right. same samesies, but still. I got the gist. I choose you and I'll choose you over and over and over without pause, without a doubt, in a heartbeat. I'll keep loving you. Choosing you. Oh my god. Oh, well that makes all right. My bad. My bad. That was obvious. This is okay. <laughs> Sometimes these these are cheesy love quotes. They're just very I just have obvious. To, like, close my eyes and pretend I'm in like one of those stores that have these things stitched on a pillow. Exactly. And like, I'll know the answer. Engagement marks the end of a whirlwind romance and the beginning of an eternal commitment. Not very romantic. An eternal love story. Okay. Yeah. That's better. When you, you're going to know this one. I know it. Okay. When you realize you want to spend, when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want the rest of your life to start now, today. Whatever, same gist. As soon as possible. Yes, what is that from? That's from a movie. I don't even know. I just found it's oh. just in an image. It's like, it look, it, this is what it looks like. It's like on a piece of wood <laughs> on like a beach. Please no one get me anything like that for my shower. <laughs> okay, I got three more for you. He stole my heart, so I'm going to steal his last dollar. <laughs> <laughs> no? His last name. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was more vengeful. That's even more the Patriot. I did not take Nick's last name because... I don't understand why people do that. Are you taking people Brecker? trying to be like you're not taking Brecker? No, you have you're a you're a fucking goddamn so author. Here's what I'm doing: I'm hyphenating so that you're I basically a, have the option to like use whichever I want whenever I want. You're hy- I don't no, know re- don't be. I don't a know hyphenator. if it really works that way, but that's how I see it. Don't be a hyphenator. But I love how people are like, but what if you have kids? Like, don't you want them all to ha- like to have the same last name? What if you have kids? And I'm like, I think we'll all figure it out. Yeah, Nick. Rilo and I of my vagina most likely. So like I'll know they're my child without sharing a last name with them. It's all good. All three of us have different last names. Nick, (laughs) Rilo and I have different last names and it's no big deal. Yeah. I don't, I don't foresee it being an issue, but yeah, I I think I might hyphenate, but I'm, I'm on the fence. I've tried to, I would feel better about it. So annoying for you. I know it's so many letters. Don't do it. But if I support whatever you do, but don't you fucking go to that wedding professionally. (laughs) Professionally, I would still be Angela Sparrow. Okay. No way I'm sitting here being like, I'm Angela Sparrow Brecker. No. <laughs> That's like one of those like like cheesy doctors or something. Yeah. I don't even know. I'm not, one of those Maybe cheesy doctors. Cheesy doctors. <laughs> okay. We start an engagement. We begin at wedding to make a beautiful uh, uh, party. <laughs> to make a beautiful ending. <laughs> Uh, rhymes. Yeah. That's fun. Um, all right. That's it. <laughs> oh, I did so good. You did so good. All right. So, you know, I feel kind of good. These quotes haven't gotten like too much in your head. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Despite me choosing to possibly hyphenate. Yeah. But that's okay. I support whatever, uh, still, you, I support whatever you do. Bonus. Just don't fucking use a hyphenate. <laughs> no, just. All right. We hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audio book on Audible. Angela, thank you. You know, doing this podcast, it's really lifted my spirits. It made me feel a lot more like my old self, which I really needed. Welcome back. Thank you. It feels good to have you back on the mic, Laura. It feels good being back on the mic, guys. (laughs) Um, Guys, 
get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. If you didn't realize that Laura was sick, that's because you're not following her on Instagram, and you should be. So what is your personal? Laura Lane Rad. And I am at Sparadactyl. If something tragic happens to me, you'll be the first one to know if you follow me on social. So at Sparadactyl. Um, Please like and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. 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 That was a HeadGum Podcast.